tonight I want to show you tonight and I want to continue talking about why membership church membership matters amen you know what I found out I found out it's not that people don't want to come to church amen it's the fact that they can't come to church <laughs> you with me like, like they really want to but they can't because of this because of the heart anybody, anybody want to testify with me the feet want to get here but the heart and it tells you something about the ecclesia, the church the church is a sacred place amen it is a, it is a group of people that are called out of the world and have been placed in what's called the kingdom so tonight I want to look at the picture or the pictures of the kingdom why membership matters now people may ask what's the mission or purpose of the church right have you ever thought about it? Like, why do I even why why do I come to church? Why do people come to church anyways, right? They come to church, they say, oh, for a word. They come to church, feel better about themselves, right? Yeah, but but there's more to it than that, right? The church is called to praise and glorify God. That is the mission. You know, I I, I could talk to you about the purpose, but let me talk to you about the mission to praise and what glorify God amen the, the other thing is to establish Jesus's kingdom amen with him being the head watch this and for us to proclaim the gospel throughout the world so in other words, we're called to glorify God, promote the kingdom, and then share the gospel to somebody else so that they can experience the kingdom. You with me? So, so we're here to, to worship God, to praise God. Go to Hebrews chapter, uh, chapter 11. Uh. Man, I see I should have never did that. Hebrews chapter 11. This is right before what's called the hall of faith. Amen. We're going to have some fun tonight, okay? He Hebrews chapter 13. I'm sorry. Th I say 11. 13. Go to 13. I'm sorry. 13. And verse 15. Now, if you back up to verse 7, look what it says. It says, remember those who led you, who spoke the word of God to you, and what? Consider the results of their conduct. Imitate their faith. If you sit at home all the time and you have no one to imitate, then you'll imitate what you watch on TV all the time. 
Verse 8. Jesus Christ is the what? Same. When? Yesterday, today, and forever. Here's the one thing you got to know about church and church membership. You're serving someone who never changes. Jesus is not fickle. He doesn't vacillate. He does not change. He's a changeless God. Here's the thing about being changeless. The fact, let me ask you something. Have you ever met someone who, was, who didn't change? I mean, they were the same all the time. They, they, listen, they, was, they were the same. They were, you could count on them. Their word was bond. Come on, somebody. And when you know who you're serving, it's easy to worship him. Come on, somebody. God didn't change on you. You may have changed on him. Some people say, man, God, God is changed. You know, things ain't the same. Watch this. He said, do not be carried away by various, varied and what? Varied and what? Strange teachings. For it is what? It is what? Good for the heart to be strengthened by grace, not by foods through which those who were so occupied were not benefited. All right? We have an altar from which those who serve the tabernacle have no right to eat. He says, for the bodies of those animals whose blood is brought into the holy places by the high priest as an offering for sin are burnt outside the camp. He's talking about the Old Testament way of dealing with sin. Okay? That, that it did change. Watch what he says. Therefore, Jesus also, that he might sanctify people through what? His own blood suffered outside the gate. So Christ then is that, that animal that took symbolically the sins of the world. Our sins. I'm going to say it one more time. Your sins have been paid for. And it has been paid for by Jesus Christ. Are you with me? Before they would go into the tabernacle, they would kill the animals outside to what? As a sacrifice to cover your sins. So now we know that Christ is that person. Come on somebody. That, that cleanses us of our sins. Let me help you as a believer. Let me, I talk, let me talk about membership benefits right quick. God knew you would sin again and again and again and again as a believer. But Christ paid the price for your sins. So every time you sin and sin over and over again, watch this. You can go to him and exercise 1 John 1 and 9. Confess your sins and he will bring you right back into fellowship with him. See, you, don't, you lose fellowship as a member of the local church. Come on and help me somebody. See, there are some religions that are teaching that if you don't do this, if you don't do that, if you don't do this, then you're going to go to heaven. Can I tell you something? You're already heaven bound. Signed, sealed, and delivered. But you still have to struggle with some of the things that you're dealing with in this life. But watch this. When the more you come to church... The more you sit under the word of God, the more you serve God, the more you align yourself, watch this, with the ministry and the message and the vision that God has given this house. Guess what? The, the, the less you will sin because you're preoccupied serving the Lord. Are you with me? Here's the thing. You got to get dissatisfied with just being a follower. I mean a fan. 
just a fan, just just a person that cheers Jesus on on Sunday. Praise the Lord. You know, praise the Lord. You ain't did nothing the rest of the week. <laughs> Come on, help me, will you? Therefore, Jesus also that he might sacrifice people through his own blood suffered outside that gate. So let us go on what? Go out to him outside the camp bearing his what? Reproach. For here we do not have a lasting city, but we are seeking the city which is to come. Here's the thing. As a believer, you and I should have an expectation that we are getting ready to go to that new city. Oh, come on, help me somebody. Where there'll be no weeping, no more crying. Where, where that city, come on somebody, where, where all will be great. That, that every day will be a praise party. Can you imagine waking up every day and your only job is to glorify Jesus? See, you being part of the church is a replica of what will happen in heaven. Watch this. And you are in essence on earth, watch this, rehearsing for your part in heaven. Do I have a witness? So that's all you're doing. That's all you're doing. You're just rehearsing. You're just practicing. You're learning the concepts of God, the word of God, the, the, how to worship him, how to serve him. Because when you go to heaven one day, when you get to that city in heaven, saints, you're not going to have to worry about anything because you will have already been through orientation. Do I have anybody? It says through him then let us continually offer up hmm a what? Can I ask you a question? What is your praise like? You came to church. I get it. But was your praise a sacrifice? Now let me tell you about a sacrifice real quick. A sacrifice meaning this, that it is acceptable to God. Not sacrifice like you think, oh, I'm sacrificing. I'm talking about you're bringing something to God, your life today in worship. You pause from the world, all the mess that's going on out there. All the stuff that you done heard today. All the people you done encountered. All the things you done seen. All the stuff that went through your mind. And you have, you have literally come into his sanctuary. And you are in his house right now. And God is saying, offer up to me when? Continually. Not just when you feel like it. Not just hit. I'm gonna come. This some people do it like that. They got the first Sunday, and then they then they miss. Then they come to last Sunday, or they come to Sunday that they didn't get paid. <laughs> That's the Sunday they try to show up. <laughs> Amen. And, and, and listen, and, and offering a sacrifice, he says. He says continually offer up a sacrifice of what praise to God. That is, watch this now. Ready? Look what he said. That is what? The fruit of what? Lips that give thanks to his name. Let me let me decode that for you. Let's let's break that down for a minute. 
He says he'll praise to God. And then he contrasts and he says, first of all, it is an offering. So write that down. It's an offering. When we come into to the membership into membership in church, right? Why membership matters is that you're you're bringing an offering to God. You're bringing your life to God. You're bringing your lips to God. Amen. He says, "Look." He says, "The fruit of lips." So, 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 what we I think what we need to do we need to learn how to worship from your from your lips. Hallelujah. From your lips, thank you, Jesus. From your lips, glory to God. As a member of the local body, you do not come to be entertained. Worship is not a one-way, it's not a concert. That's not what it is. It's not a symphony. It's not a, uh, it's not a, uh, uh, open mic. And you are in the audience and you're sitting there sipping on your drink and you're sitting saying, go ahead now. No, 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 no. Some of you knew. Some of you know what I'm talking about. Some of you went to, to the concert before the pandemic, right? You, 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 you went and saw Drake. You, you went and saw Frankie Beverly Made. You, listen, I'm trying to hit all generations here. Uh, you know what I mean? You, you, you went and saw, uh, Nicki Minaj. You, 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 you listen, yeah, you know, you went to the concert and I promise you, you were full with some spirits. Amen. Y'all ain't y'all see y'all don't want to play y'all don't want to talk tonight. Listen, uh, it's the same thing when you come to church. You got to be filled with the Holy Spirit. See, the reason why you had a few drinks before you went, you were trying to get your head right. You were trying to get into the into the groove. You know, a little spirit will get you moving. You ain't hearing no music. You just moving. It's amazing how some some of y'all come to church sober every week. For real, you come to church sober. Don't come to church sober. Come filled with the Spirit. And when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you'll shout out hallelujah. You'll be like, whoa. What the world is going on over in that corner over there? Pastor, you don't know right now I'm drunk with the Spirit right now. I done had my feel. See, I like to get drunk early Sunday morning. I mean, I'm sorry. Feel early Sunday morning. (laughs) Early Sunday morning. I'm in the presence of God saying, fill me up. Fill me up. Till I overflow. Come on. What's the next part of the verse? I want to run over. Yeah, I want to run over. See, that's that's where I want to be on Sunday morning. See, I'm trying to help you. Listen, this church needs to be an exciting church. See what I'm saying? We, if we're going to make membership matter, listen, we've been sitting in our homes for a year and a half, y'all. Come on, y'all. But when you come into the presence of God, I heard sister, sister somebody said this afternoon, listen, I'm ready to practice. We got to ready to sing. I'm ready to get my stuff together. You understand what I'm saying? Because I'm ready to worship God, not just do something. 
for God, but because we're members of a big, big picture. Listen, you have to come with giving the fruits of your lips. But the only way you can give the fruits of the li- of your lips is if your heart is with God. See, when you come to church, it should it's every time you let, let me show you something. You're not going to change overnight, but you will change over time. The more you come, the more you connect, the more you apply, the more you're filled with the Spirit of God. Watch this. Here's what's going to happen to you. You are going to be changed for real. And when you open your lips, he says the fruit of lips, what? Praising who? Praising who? Praising God. Are you seeing this? He says what? Praise. I'm sorry. Offer up a sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of your lips that give thanks to his name. So as I'm praising God, I'm giving thanks. What am I thanking him for, y'all? Man, listen, listen, let me say this to you. Let me just say this, y'all. Don't take for granted that you're still here. Don't take for granted that you're breathing, that you have your right mind. Because there are some people right now who are, God, listen, they're trying what you have, they're praying for. Lord, give me back my strength. Give me back my mind. Give me back my spirit. Come on, y'all. Listen, 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 listen to this. Listen to this. Let, 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 let me go where I was going. I didn't even mean to go there. Go to Matthew 13. This is where I want to go right quick. Matthew 13. Jesus is, Jesus is the only person I know that would speak in parables so that in a crowd, right? Here's the thing about membership you need to know too. There's a language in the church that only you can understand. Write it down, man. Write it down. D- Listen, some of the things I'm saying to some people, they're like, the world is he talking about? I don't even know what the world he's talking about. That's because you're not privy to it because you're not a member of the body. And you're thinking I'm talking gibberish. You're like, man, I sat through that whole thing. I don't understand a word he said. And here's the other part. Here's, how, here's something else you need to know. Every word that you hear, if you can apply it and change, then you know you're part of this thing. Are you with me? If you're not staying the same, then that means something. People say, oh, I like that pastor. No, it's the word that's really changing you, boo. God just uses the personality of the man of God. That's why the man of God got to make sure he lives right. Hello, somebody. I don't get to do everything, y'all. Fortunately, those days are over for me. (laughs) I got to live a life that's pleasing unto God 
so that when I come before you, I can stand here with integrity. Know what that means? Know what that means? That I can tell you the truth without feeling bad about it. That I can tell you the truth in love and still love you no matter what. And I don't have to question or look around the corner and see how I'm living. But let me give you these pictures real quick. Jesus gave the parable of the seed and the sower from, from verses 1 to verse 23. And here's my favorite here. Then we get into verse number 24. And let's look at it together. I got a few minutes. Look what he said. He says, Jesus presented another parable to them saying what? The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a man. The kingdom of heaven being the church, by the way, right? Who sowed good, tell your neighbor, good seed in his field. But while his men were sleeping, I don't know why the men are always sleeping. Men in church, it's time for you to wake up and guard the vineyard. I'm going to say it one more time. Men, it's time for you to wake up and guard the vineyard. Protect the kingdom. They were asleep. And what? His enemy came and sold what? Tares. Among the what? Wheat. And went away. Now let me, let me, let me, let me help you. The, the word for tares is the Greek word zazion. Now here's what's so interesting about this word zazion in the Greek. A, the tares the word means to resemble a look-alike. <laughs> I'm going to say it one more time. A look-alike. You know that brother that tell you he got a job but he really ain't got no job? He look like he got a job. <laughs> Y'all ain't trying. I'm talking about a counterfeit. The enemy comes in and sows Something that resembles the real thing. Why do you think there's an empty chair beside COVID restrictions? But why do you think there's an empty chair next to you? Because the enemy will come into the church and what he'll do is he'll sow something that looks like the real thing. They will worship with you. They will pray with you. You will develop a relationship with them. Come on and help me somebody. And not knowing that it was the enemy that placed them there. <laughs> they talk Christian. They walk Christian. You got to make sure that you're not a tear. You're not as a Zion. Watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. But when the wheat sprouted to bore grain, then the tares, what? Became what? Only when the wheat grew, 
It's only when you start growing that the imitators start trying to Oh, I wish I had. Listen, the kingdom, the church is a, is a serious place, y'all. This is why you got to be careful. From choirs to deacon boards to ushers, amen, to the pulpit, you got to make sure that everybody is who they say they are. Come on and say amen. This is why people get disappointed in church. This is why people leave church because they think that the person that they were worshiping with, person that they prayed with, person that they helped, was real and when they when they turn out to be a tear when you start growing it will become evident who's around you come on and say amen but until then guess what you will constantly hang out with the people who are not growing amen oh they're good people yeah they're good but they ain't growing They've been saying they're going to change, but they haven't changed yet. Why? Because they're resembling you, but they're riding off your shade. Come on and help me now. Come on and help me now. From the fruits of your lips, give him praise. That's what's up. Why do you think the world, why do you think the world is not attracted? I went to a church Sunday. Bruce, <laughs> Bruce, <laughs> Bruce saw with his own eyes. I've never met. I've met some people like that before. I ain't gonna say that, man. But boy, you wouldn't think that they were Christian based on that. Oh, Devin was there. <laughs> that 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 attitude that they I said I said hold on is this a church I said hold on a minute I said I said I'm Christian you well, wait a minute and then that old man started to rear up but thank the Lord I took a drink before I got there y'all didn't hear me I'm talking about the Holy Spirit just in case you want to get context so I had that self-control, Medina. I had that self-control. See, I didn't, you know, I didn't, I didn't, you know, act a fool like I would usually be doing. But I kept myself in control, and I just stuck to my what I believed. I said, "Listen," I said, "We're Christians. We ain't supposed to be acting like this. If we have a disagreement, let's talk about it. Let's deal with it. You understand? Here's the thing: you got to recognize a tear. We got to start identifying. Watch this. Watch verse 28. He said, and he said to them, look what he said. He said, how? He said, look, see, look what he said. The slaves, uh, let me back up to verse 26. The t- then the tares became what? Evident also. Only when the wheat began to grow. See, here's the thing. When you start growing, certain people, you got to let them go. Because it will become evident that they're not good for you. That they are just an imitation. Y'all with me? Some of you, I believe the only reason why your anointing is not as strong and your gift is not as powerful is because of who you're hanging with. For real. And they're just pulling you down. They see it. It's evident to them. 
But how come you haven't seen it yet? Look at verse 20. Watch this. And, and they'll, anyways, the slave of the landholder came and said to him, Sir, did you not sow good seed in your field? How then does it have tares? How did it happen? And he said to them, An enemy has done this. this and what? An enemy. So let me say this the church has an enemy. And that enemy is the devil. And the moment that you decided to come and be part of this, you entered into an age-long fight. But you ain't to fight the devil. You got to resist the devil. Watch this. Watch what he says. He says, he said to him, he said, an enemy has done this. A slave said to him, do you want us to, watch this now, do you want us to go and gather them up? Here's the delicacy of the church. Here's the delicacy of the church. Watch this. He said to him, no. For while you gather up the tares. Ah. You see it? You see it? You see it? You see it? You may uproot the what? The wheat with them. See? See, here's the thing. We interlock our lives with other people. Y'all follow me? We interlock our lives. It's a delicate thing. And when the enemy plants us a Zion in the church, they take root with you. Your root interlock with their root. And then all of a sudden, y'all are growing together. But watch this. One person, he ain't thinking about it. They ain't, they ain't thinking. They, they, they were never here. They were never part of this. They talked a good game. Oh, come on and help me somebody. This is scripture. I ain't picking on nobody. This is scripture. But it's important that you recognize when a tear has been planted next to you. And baby, you better try to convert that person. But they're so good that you would think that they're the real thing. Watch this. You know why? Because the enemy planted them. They don't even know why they joined the church. <laughs> it was just a nice place to join. You know what I mean? So, so, so they were just they were they were benefiting. But watch this. Watch the text now. Watch the text now. You got to be delicate with this. This is a delicate situation. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. If you uproot them, you may get caught up and be pulled out. Why do you think so many people been trying? Why do you think you had certain people in your life who was trying to pull you away from this? Come on, somebody. They Listen, they talked about it. <laughs> listen, they lied about it. Watch this. Because they were trying to uproot you so that you would not get what God has already wrote, written for you. Your blessing. Your blessing is tied to the kingdom. But the reason the enemy planted them next to you is because he wanted to pull you out too. So look what he says. He says, allow both of them both to grow together. Uh, tell your neighbor, harvest time is coming. Tell your neighbor, harvest time is here. At the Vision Church. What do you think COVID-19 was? What do you think COVID-19 was? We were busting at the seams, y'all. With all kinds of people. And the Lord said, it's harvest time. 
It's time to uproot. Look what he says. He says, allow both to grow together until the harvest. And in the time of the harvest, I will say to the reapers, first gather up the what? The tares. You thought they were first because they were special. <laughs> but since they went on to do greater things with their lives, you thought that they went on to make six figures and balling and CEOs of companies and amen and, and elevation to different heights in life. You thought that you were left behind in this little old church doing the same old thing every week. But I stopped by to tell you, boo, the reaper got them. The reaper got them. The first shall be last and the last shall be first. Look what he says. First gather up the tears and bring them in a bundle. And what? Burn them up. But gather the wheat into what? Into my barn. Oh, God's got you in his barn, baby. That's the first picture. Let's look at the second picture. I got 57 seconds. <laughs> and I got like three more pictures. <laughs> he presented another parable. And to them saying, the kingdom of heaven is like a what? A mustard seed. The smallest thing in the kingdom, smallest seed in the in the in the seed in the seed line. <laughs> okay, he said. He said, "Look, he's the kingdom of the church is like what a mustard seed, which a man took, and what did he do, y'all? He sowed in his field. His thing." God has taken the vision church. A little small church. Started in a conference room 16 years ago. And he has planted us here in Pearland. He took another part of us because we started producing fruit. So then now we're producing seed. He took another seed and he planted us now in Houston. Now, now remember, we're not starting a new church because the church has already been established. We're, we're, we're just bringing who we are and what God has called us to do in urban ministry. I'm going to stop calling it the hood. It's urban ministry. Amen. I like that. I like that terminology. Urban ministry where we can make a difference in the life of someone else. So this little small seed that started 16 years ago in a conference room, tell your neighbor, it's grown. And let me say this. Let me say this. Watch this. Watch this. It's smaller than any other seed, but when it is full grown. See? You know what? Growth with growth. We know what happens with growth. It takes time. Okay, so don't despise your church. Don't don't say, well, we ain't growing or we've been the same. God has us on track 
to grow as he wants us. So we're growing one at a time. Do you know it takes two years to make a disciple? Every person that comes in the church, we got to take two years to develop them completely. So that they can start reproducing. But best to believe this. The church is going to grow. Because it is a what? A seed. A mustard seed. Tell your neighbor, don't despise small beginnings. When they said we would never do it. When folk wrote us off. When my friends became few. When all the people who told me they were with me turned their back on me. I stayed with it. Because I realized that I wasn't doing this for man. I was doing it for God. And I thank God that over 16 years he has sent all kinds of people through these doors. But I wonder and I know who the tares were. And I know the wheat. I can tell the difference now. I've learned. I got eyes for them. Watch this. Watch what he says. He says, when it's full grown, it is larger than the garden plants and become what? A tree. So birds of the air come and nest in its branches. How many people are resting on your life? How many people are taking up space in your life because you are providing them comfort from the word of God, from your, uh, from, watch it, from the benefit of you being a member of the church let me say this to you if you hanging around people and they ain't changing to to come to god then you got to change your conversation or change your friends so it's like a mustard seed the kingdom of god is like a it's small but it will be large we are going to outgrow every place we go 8000 square feet ain't nothing for god then the next one we're going to go to is going to be 15,000 square feet. And then the next place we're going to go is going to be larger than that. And we're going to take the kingdom one city, one zip code as a time. Because we're serious about God's business. Believe with me, will you? Dream with me. Dream with me, y'all. It, it, I tell my wife, it doesn't cost you anything to dream. Some of us have lost the ability to dream. Look, 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 look at the next piece. He says, he says, he says, the kingdom of heaven. He spoke another parable. He says, the kingdom of heaven is what? It's like leaven, which a woman took and hid in three pecks of flour until it was all leaven. See, here's the thing about the kingdom. It's contagious. Wherever we go, we will grow. Leaven is a, you know what leaven is, yeast. I did that one time. I said, baby, I'm going to put a little bit of yeast in this thing. We were making a bread, and, and I left it, right? <laughs> I said, we're going to go to church. By the time we come back, it'll be all right. So I just went, I just went to pouring, man. I'm like, yeah, they, I don't care. People say that. It don't mean, you you know how we got to test the principle, right? People say that. Is it? Watch this. By the time we got home, 
Man, that thing was so big. <laughs> and it was just overflowing. I'm like, good Lord, have mercy. What the world? I thought the blog had come or something. I said, what? And, and, and it gave me an understanding of what that leaven piece is. Listen, if I sprinkle a little bit of word on you. If I sprinkle a little word on you every week. And I keep sprinkling a little bit of word. Listen, you can't forfeit this for the world. Membership matters. And every week you come, I put a little bit of... Leaven is actually an illustration of teaching. So every week when I sprinkle a little word on you, that's why you got to be listening in church. You're going to start growing. And you're going to start growing. And you're going to start growing. And listen, you're not going to swell, you're going to grow. Because there's a difference between swelling and growing. You, you understand. He says, he says, look look this, and I'm going to close. I'm going to quit. Yeah, I got to quit. Remind me to come back here next week because I got to go on to the other three, but, but not today. Watch this. Let me just finish right here. He says, look what he says now. He says, all things Jesus did what? This is what I was telling you. In what? To the who? To the who? To the who? See, here's the thing. I, 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 I don't want no crowds. I, I, you know, if, if, I, if it happens, we got some crowds, I, that's cool. But here's the thing you got to know about the crowds. You don't know who's who. And for some reason in, in, in America, we think that just because we have a big crowd in the church, that that's growth. No. I'm going to speak in parables. I'm going to speak a language they don't understand. They'll never come back. That's the other reason why people leave too. Because when the pastor starts speaking, they're not listening. Or they're not understanding the parables that he's speaking in. They leave because what's the point of coming? Watch the text. He says, why did he do this? He says, watch what he says. He says, in all things Jesus spoke to the crowds. And he could have spoke plainly. Could he? But he spoke in parables. And, and, he, and he did not speak to them without a parable. That's how you deal with the crowd. It says this was to fulfill what was spoken to the prophet. I will open my mouth in parables. And I will utter things hidden. Since the foundation of the world. Here's the last thing you got to know about being part of the church membership. God gives you insight. God gives you access to deep spiritual things that nobody else listen to me. Nobody else will understand. The church matters. And for the rest of your life, if you stay connected to her, he's going to give you deeper revelation. Deeper revelation about your life. Deeper revelation about your relationships. Deeper revelations about what to do. Give you wisdom and knowledge and understanding. If you've been here a long time and nothing is happening, something is wrong, you got to check yourself.
Are you as a Zion? Or are you weep? Because that's a good question. Amen? Praise the Lord Jesus.